What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Week three is in the book. So time to look at the week four waiver wire. To be honest, the last two weeks for waiver wire have been a lot better. Uh, there are very few like really good new options this week. Uh, we'll go over the ones that stand out, but again, last two weeks have been better for waiver wire. Number one claim this week is pretty obvious. It's Devon Achan. Um, also, he does not want to be called A-Chain anymore. It's A-Chan. So we're going to try and get that one right. Anyways, 70 points, 10 touchdowns scored against the Broncos. Uh, eight of them coming from the running backs. Mostert, 13 carries, seven receptions, turns that into 142 yards, four touchdowns. A-Chan turns 18 carries and four receptions into 233 yards and four more touchdowns. Now, I'm sure I don't need to tell you that they will not be scoring four touchdowns each every single week, but HN still ranks third with 23 expected fantasy points last week. So even if you remove the extreme touchdown luck, just given the level of volume he was seeing in the specific areas of the field, he should have scored a lot of fantasy points. So the underlying volume was still very, very good. Obviously, it was crazy efficiency, but the volume was still very, very good. Um, I personally do think that he's worth a number one claim. Right now, my suggestion is 37% of your fab on him, but that really comes down to your team. I know there's a lot of you out there that maybe like many of you actually had a combination of Saquon and Chubb. And while Saquon should be coming back soon, Chubb will not be. There's a number of different running backs you could have drafted that will not be coming back or be missing a lot of time or have missed time, aren't playing right now. So like many of you have a big need at the running back position. You can bump that up higher if you really just need it. And you're like, I don't even care. I need to win now. I need running back. I need HN. Go after him. Spend a lot for him. But some of you maybe went uh, running back early. Maybe you grabbed like McCaffrey and Pollard, I don't know, in the first two rounds, and you're thinking, okay, I could add him, but I would prefer not to spend half of my fab on someone I'm probably not going to start, you know, in the first like month or so. So it depends really what bucket you fall into for him. But again, I think he's worth the number one claim. On average, I think around 37% of your fab is roughly what he should be worth. But again, going to come down to your exact needs. Um, there's also no guarantee that He's going to have a really strong role once Jeff Wilson does return from the IR. We don't really know when that'll happen, though. Like, Jeff Wilson could return in week five. He could return in week seven, week 10. They kind of alluded to him not returning at all this season. We have no idea what's going to happen there. And with, you know, Moster, HN both playing really well, who knows? Honestly, who knows what the roles are going to be? I just think because there is a scenario where given how well he played and how great he looked. Honestly, he looked fantastic last week. Given that, given that um, my prospect model really liked him, so this isn't some fluke, some random player coming out where we're like, oh, they're not supposed to be good. He was supposed to be really good. They spent, what was it, a third-round pick on him. Like, it's not shocking, right, that he's having a pretty good breakout. And because of the possibility that he could be their best running back, it's a great team, high-scoring offense. I just think, like, there is downside risk. You almost have to ignore it and say, I'm going to chase the upside and go after him. After that, uh, pretty big drop-off. So you have Devon HN really at the top, way down as everyone else. Um, everyone else is someone that I would only spend at most, like, uh, maybe a number three or number four claim on uh, at most, maybe like six or seven percent of your fab in a 12 team league. Bump that up in like 14, 16, bump that down in eight 
and 10-team leagues. First up is Adam Thielen. Uh, he's played virtually every passing snap this season. He's been living in the slot. He's their like full-time slot wide receiver. Um, I didn't recognize it was a smash matchup until Sunday, unfortunately. Uh, moving forward, let's keep in the back of our mind, slot receivers against the Seahawks are going to crush. It's a great matchup for them. Um, anyways, he goes off for... 11 for 145 and a touchdown, 14 targets. Uh, that's a week after catching seven balls on nine targets, so getting a lot of volume there. Um, it helped that Mingo left with a concussion early. Uh, it helped that Dalton threw the ball 58 times. You know, that's 20 more times than Bryce Young had thrown in either of the first two weeks. And so you've got a dream matchup. Other wide receiver that's going to get volume gets hurt. Uh, play volume really spiked. Like, not exactly shocking that... He goes off and not exactly super repeatable circumstances, right? We talked about with A-Chan. Well, it's going to be a good offense. They're not going to score 70 every week, but they're going to be really good. He's a really good player. I mean, Adam Thielen is likely to break down a little bit as the season goes on, given his age. Uh, but then also, they're not going to throw the ball 58 times per game. He's not going to have injuries at the wide receivers each game. He's not going to be a dream matchup each game. So... I think he's worth adding as a bench piece, but don't go crazy. He's not some like must start every week. Now, after Thielen, I'd say it's Charbonnet. Uh, Ken Walker's snaps have been trending down from 65%, 61%, down to 49% in week three. Charbonnet's doing the opposite. They're trending up 24% in week one, 28% in week two, 44% in week three. Uh, Charbonnet, another prospect I loved. I, I thought Charbonnet was an incredible prospect, better than A-Chan. Like, I love Charbonnet this offseason. Uh, it was unfortunate seeing him land in Seattle because I think he could be a starter on, I don't want to say every team, but like a lot of different teams, Charbonnet could be the starting running back for and be producing really, really well for them. Um, he's kind of in a similar situation as with Roshan Johnson, who will go over in a minute. Um, basically, a handcuff plus. Like, you can't start him right now. Um, he is a handcuff. He has elite upside if Ken Walker were to get hurt. And he does, though. The plus part is he's got an outside shot of, like, overtaking Walker, at least as, like, the most fantasy viable running back on that team. But it's an outside shot. I'd say it's maybe, like, 75 80% chance that Walker is the starting running back, number one scoring running back for rest of season, and that Charbonnet is still someone that you sort of can't start without an injury. But the upside is incredible. And as we talked about over the offseason, Charbonnet is a much better receiving back than Ken Walker is, and that's starting to play out. Charbonnet is getting more and more passing down snaps. He's playing like two-minute drills, like when they when they want to be throwing the ball. Now Charbonnet is getting onto the field, and as he starts to take over that workload, if he's also mixing in on the ground, it's just going to lead to a lot of upside for him. I think he needs to be rostered, but again, you can't play him right now. Uh, and again, same thing with Roshan, he's a little bit further down the list, but I guess we can talk about him here. Um, snaps have been trending up as well, especially since they're not playing Foreman right now. He looks really, really good, but it's on limited touches. And he probably has a better chance of overtaking Herbert than Charbonnet does of overtaking Ken Walker. But unfortunately, Pate plays for the Bears, right? They've been horrible. They've lost a billion straight games. They're not looking good on offense. You need to be featured. Like You need to be a featured running back on the Bears to be fantasy viable. Well, I don't think that happens. I don't think they just completely go away from Khalil Herbert unless there's an injury. So again, both of them are handcuffs plus. Big, big, big upside as a handcuff. Outside shot of still hitting in fantasy without an injury, but only an outside shot. And that's really it for running backs this week. Uh, you can throw in Tyje Spears if you want to. Um, snaps are going up, but 
he's purely handcuffed, not handcuffed. Plus, he's not overtaking Henry. Um, I know the snaps are there, but like Derrick Henry is still getting the early down workload. And even when they're getting a lot of snaps for um, Ty J Spears, he's not getting a lot of touches in these snaps. So he's still purely handcuffed. But, you know, decent upside one. It's just he's also on the Titans who've been terrible this season. At wide receiver, um, there's a number of players I'd be willing to spend like 2% to 6% of my fab on, uh, somewhere in that like number four to number seven in waiver priority on. Uh, top one in my eyes is Quentin Johnston, maybe not short term. So if you need someone like this week, I still even with, uh, of course, this is because Michael Williams towards ACL, um, I still don't think that Quentin Johnston's like a must start immediately. I honestly think my guess would be that Palmer will project better. I'm going to finish up the projections. Uh, those will go live maybe like an hour after this video goes up, uh, as will the rest of the rest of the season projections. But rest of season, I prefer Quentin Johnson because I think in the second half of the year, that's when he truly breaks out, has a lot of weekly upside, probably someone we're starting every week. Uh, right now, I don't think they fully trust him yet. I don't think he's fully developed yet. And so I think Palmer, who hasn't been playing very good in his own right, but I think Palmer is probably the one you want right now. So if you had to make a choice for right now this week, it would be Palmer or Quentin Johnston. Many of you don't need to do that for wide receiver. I could see it at running back, but a wide receiver, I think it's worth just taking the long-term upside of Quentin Johnston, so I prefer him over Palmer. Um, you could also go after Tank Dell. You could also, I mean, draft or pick up Palmer. He's still good at um, Tank Dell. Also, probably someone I would rather for the short term over both those players, but long term again, Quentin Johnston. Uh, but Tank Dell. 10 and 7 targets in back-to-back -back weeks. Uh, he hit on a deep touchdown this week. He's now 42nd in expected fantasy points among wide receivers. That's someone that should be rostered in all formats. Also, CJ Stroud has looked really good so far. Uh, and it's been against the Ravens, the Colts, and the Jaguars. So, you know, not three unbelievable defenses. Defenses that do have holes in them. I would say the Ravens are a really good defense. Uh, but Colts and Jaguars have holes in them. But they're not pushovers either. And right in two of those games are also on the road like... I know that Dell is a rookie. I know that CJ Stroud's a rookie. And that combination, historically, is not fantastic for fantasy production. So we could definitely see the production drop off for Tank Dell. But both are playing really well. Team's running a lot of plays. They're throwing the ball a lot. They want both players to develop. So they both should stay on the field. I mean, obviously, Stroud will. But Dell's going to stay on the field all season. Um, I think, you know, we're going to talk about actually Stroud as a streaming option. But I think Dell should be rostered all formats. Um, after Dell, I think we have Romeo Dobbs. Um, was drafted in most formats, but... Had 26 and 30 yards in back-to-back -back weeks to start the season on limited snaps. And so I think many people did drop him. Uh, but snaps have been going up. 48% in week one, 76% in week two, 86% last week. He's now fully recovered from the hamstring injury. He's good to go. We're expecting Watson back soon. I think it's going to be Christian Watson returning this week. Then a little bit later, um, Aaron Jones. I don't know if Jones is going to return this week. But I think Watson will. Once everyone's back, you've got Aaron Jones back, you've got Christian Watson back, you've got Jaden Reed developing, you've got Musgrave developing. I don't know about the long-term upside, Romeo Dobbs, but he's really good. I think, it, like, objectively, he's a very good wide receiver. He's 33rd in expected fantasy points this season, even being limited into the first three weeks. So, like, I don't know. I don't think he's someone that we're going to be shocked and is like, oh my goodness, he's a wide receiver one rest of the season, wide receiver two, but I think he should be rostered in all formats. I think he's very, very good talent. And I just think that, like, if you had someone drop him, maybe you're not starting right now. Maybe you don't ever. But he'll probably be someone who's worthwhile in that second flex spot, that third wide receiver spot. He mixing into that, like, only flex spot when we have bye weeks, when we have bore injuries, when we have bad matchups. Like, those things are going to start to happen. Buys are coming. And so when those kind of happen, I think Dobbs will be a good fill-in. Not a weekly start, though. 
last two wide receivers, um, I don't think anyone is starting right now, but they absolutely could be starters in a few weeks, and that's Josh Downs and Marvin Mims. Downs more in a full PPR format because his ADOT is so low uh, that he needs to rack up all those receptions. You want to play him in a format that benefits from that. Uh, but Downs up to 80% of snaps last week, commanded 12 targets. He's now firmly the number two in the target share. Like It's going to be Pittman one and Downs number two when we get to the end of the season in targets for this team. Again, the low ADOT hurts him. We're not really going after him in standard. In half PPR, he's probably a little bit less viable. And it's also that combination of rookie quarterback when Richardson's back plus downs. But in full PPR, if he's going to command like seven, eight targets every week, and he's going to rack up, you know, five, six receptions a lot of the time, needs to be rostered in full PPR formats. And then Marvin Mims, um, he's clearly going to be such a good player. Uh, Sean Payton has been taking it very slow with him. We know that it's not like he's in the doghouse. Sean Payton loves him as a player. He's producing. I don't know. I think he's just, Sean Payton's just like waiting for him to develop a little bit more. But I mean, he's played 48 total snaps. He only played 15 this week, but he still leads the team in receiving yards. He has eight of the Broncos' 10 longest plays of the season. He scored 39.8 full PPR points on 27 routes so far. He was the best high school player in Texas football history, one of the most efficient college players ever like he's just been good at every level of football and then you look in here and he's like the most efficient player this season like he's just good at football he's gonna score fantasy points the snaps will go up I promise you he's not gonna be behind those scrub wide receivers he's behind right now all season he's gonna be good he should be on rosters uh at tight end pretty much the same as before um take a shot on one of the rookies if they're available uh Laporta then Kincaid then Musgrave um I would imagine Laporta's been rostered for a while so has Kincaid uh, but Musgrave may not have been it's a really good season for tight ends it's a great tight end uh draft class Musgrave getting all the snaps he's receiving tight end worth rostering uh and then Jake Ferguson he's third right now in expected fantasy points among tight ends behind Hawkinson and Kelsey so he's getting the volume. Uh, he's getting specifically a ton of red zone volume. He already has one touchdown. He's going to have a lot of touchdowns this season. That's all we really care about for tight ends when we're not looking at the top like five. And so he should be rostered everywhere. For quarterback streaming options, I see three this week. It's a little bit better of an option than last week. Uh, number one is Jordan Love. He's still out there versus the Lions. He's actually fourth in actual fantasy points this season eighth in expected fantasy points so we talked about last week he's overperforming a little bit and we saw the pullback a little bit last week with those touchdowns but he's still been really really good um he's likely like I said gonna get Christian Watson back this week I think that's what's most impressive about it like Aaron Jones has been out Christian Watson has been out he's had a rookie tight end a rookie wide receiver and he's still playing really really well when he gets Aaron Jones back when he gets Christian Watson back this offense can really really open up like Jordan loves clearly good he should be rostered uh, and a great streaming option this week number two Russell Wilson at the Bears more of a smash spot for the running backs of course we love running backs at the Bear against the Bears anywhere I don't care if it's at or reverse uh, but Wilson also eighth in scoring on quarterbacks this season um there also won't be that many weeks where the broncos are projected to score nearly 25 points they are the eighth uh highest projection this week in terms of like expected points scored at 24.75 they're gonna score points this week they're gonna score touchdowns maybe the outcome on the ground but there's also a chance that they score four or five touchdowns this week 
And so there's a chance that Russell Wilson really gets going. He's a great streaming option. Then finally, uh, if you can't get those two, CJ Strout uh, versus the Steelers. Not a great matchup, but at least it's at home. Uh, he actually is 13th in scoring this season on quarterback, 16th in expected, so not a huge fluke. Um, again, Steelers aren't a defense we're looking to attack like the Bears are, uh, but the Texans have been good. Uh, they're throwing the ball a lot. They're playing fast. Strout looks good. I don't think he's going to go off this week, but if you had to stream someone, you could definitely do worse than Strout. Then for defense streaming, I see five options this week. Number one is the Browns versus the Ravens. Lamar is doing his best out there, but yet again, the entire team is getting injured. Uh, and also, the Browns have quietly been one of the best defenses in the league this season. This isn't even just a streaming option. I think you could, if you can pick up the Browns, you might be able to just play them in any matchup all season. Like, of course, there's going to be games where they're playing really good teams where we'd prefer someone else, but you could probably just pick up the Browns, put them in your starting lineup, and just play them every week besides their bye. They're going to be really, really good this year. Number two is the Bucks versus the Saints. Bucks also very good defense. Uh, they're also playing at home this week, and they get Jameis Winston, who's definitely going to be making some mistakes, at least probably. Um, Derek Carr is not confirmed out, I don't think, but I don't think he's going to be playing this week. Uh, number three is the Bengals at the Titans. We just saw the Bengals defense is clearly capable of generating a lot of sacks. Uh, and also the Titans offensive line is terrible. But their whole team on offense has not been good this season. Number four, the Texans versus the Steelers. They're at home. And if they can get a lead and force Pittsburgh to throw the ball, that's going to be very, very bad for Pittsburgh. Uh, Houston has a great pass defense, but a horrendous run defense. So this one could go bad if the Steelers get up. If the Texans struggle on offense, we could just see the Steelers run the ball a ton. That's terrible for opposing defenses in fantasy. But if the opposite happens, we could see the Steelers have to throw it a lot. And that's going to be really, really bad against the Texans. And then finally, Chargers versus the Raiders. Definitely the one I like the least. Chargers have been a lot worse than I expected on defense this season. But... The underlying pieces are still there. Like they still have quality defenders, uh, and the Raiders aren't exactly like lighting up scoreboards. They're 29th in scoring at only 15 points per game. I will say they don't give up a lot of sacks. That's obviously a big part of fantasy scoring. Also, the Chargers don't have a ton of like true fans. And so uh, even though they're playing at home, it's not like a lot of other teams and they're playing at home. Uh, so they're definitely fifth, but they're also an option this week. Again, the Raiders have not been amazing on offense. So you can see my exact fab recommendations for every single player on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. You can also see my rest of season rankings and trade calculator over there. So if you want to figure out who you should be dropping to make these claims and figure out what trades will help improve your team, you can do that. Also, like I said before, week four rankings, they're going to go live maybe like an hour after this video gets posted. Uh, so you can also use that to see what waiver moves to make. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.